it's time for another wrestling podcast. All right, all right, all right. Are you fucking kidding me? Guys, I got blocked again on Twitter. I'm your mark of marks. That's the most reliable source on the interwebs. The social assassin at your disposal, bitches. Right, no, no, right. no. So. It's real Rumble season, Credo. You can't be doing the same old shit like WWE. We got to do something different. So please start the show off properly, differently. Um, Rumble, 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 <laughs> Rumble. I don't have anything. That's the only thing I got. All right, uh, guys. I'm the Mark of Marks, Credo. And I'm a social assassin at your disposal, bitches. Also known as Angry Cooter. That's it, guys. Episode 245, another wrestling podcast. Guys, uh, welcome. It's it's the road to WrestleMania. This is this is the beginning. This is this is officially when the ball drops for me in wrestling season. This weekend, it doesn't start till the rumble happens. Uh, we got a lot of rumbles happening this weekend because one of our guests on the show today. Tasha Steeles, Northeast Wrestling Superstar. You might have seen her all over the place, too. Uh, she is going to be joining JB in a little bit. Cooterman, have you heard about Tasha Steeles yet? Have you seen her in action? Are you talking about the Boricua badass? That's right. Oh, goddamn, looking forward to this interview. I hope JB gets the goods on Tasha Steeles, goddammit. Yes, that's right. Now, Cooter, you know, I said this is this is this is the new year officially. The new year. Uh, when the Rumble happens, that's what's going on. I think you know, uh, heading into Sunday, the Royal Rumble. We also got Worlds Collide happening, but more importantly, Northeast Wrestling Over the Top is happening Saturday night in Waterbury, Connecticut. NortheastWrestling.com, guys, make sure you go out there because uh, it's it sold out. They had to move venues. They opened up more seats. Uh, for you out there. So we're going to be out there. Hope you guys come out, say hi. Uh, check out Northeast Wrestling if you have it. And this is how you kick off the new year with Over the Top. We're having a, a Rumble weekend, Cooter. So we'll talk a little bit about the Rumble later on. But I'll tell you what. It, it, it's also a great new year because Curb Your Enthusiasm is back. Oh, gosh. Oh, have I oh, missed? God. Here's, here's <laughs> the crazy it. thing, Credo. Like... In preparation for the Rumble, which I'm not watching, I have not subscribed yet. We, we know this is going to be the ongoing gig over here, you know. But I watched every WWE television show to try to draw me in to make me resubscribe. And nothing compares to that half hour of fucking awesomeness that is known as Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, it's I love it. It's uh, this is like the TV show of TV shows, and you know I'm so happy it's back because last time it was on was 2017, and then yeah. before that was 2011. So a little bit of gaps in between, but that's it doesn't bother me. I'm just happy that it's around. I just love how the show just tackles anything and everything, and it's just so fucking hilarious. I don't. Know I, I, I copy everything they do too. <laughs> like like all right. So I people I haven't seen yet for like the new year, and it's so true. And they when they go Happy New Year, and I just look at them I'm like, ah, no good, no good. I was like three days after, you know, maybe, but you know, that's you know, statute limitations is up, bro. Happy New Year's over. <laughs> oh man, I couldn't stop laughing when they uh, compared uh, what's his name to Harvey Weinstein because he, I didn't even oh, Jeff Green. <laughs> he definitely looks like him too. Yes. Oh, it's so bad, but it's good. Oh man. I just love that show, dude. I can't, like, I've never, 
I mean, I love watching comedies on TV, and I'll watch it, but I'll just, like, I'll, I'll laugh in my head or some shit, but this show, I actually laugh out loud sometimes, yes. and I just love it. It's it's the greatest comedy. I hope they just keep going. I hope they go... Were you, were you happy with the return of Mocha Joe, bro? <laughs> Mocha Joe? <laughs> now, I gotta compare something here, because every time I watch it, I feel like I'm Larry David, and you're fucking Leon. I... I, I <laughs> And I just feel like if we ever, when we hang out, like that's what happens. Like you're, you're, the, I don't know. I, I just feel like. You know what it is? It's because you got the fucking glasses and, and I'm the one who's just like, I'm telling cool it like shit. it is, man. Exactly. Fuck all that. Exactly. <laughs> oh man. I could talk about that show all day. We should just make another Curb Your Enthusiasm podcast, but. How much wrestling did you watch this week in all actuality? You know, that, I, not that much. I've been tuning in, tuning in here and there. Uh, it's a big week, but I've also been trying to catch up on some things during the week. So, um, you know, I always do the main stuff. I always do Raw. I, I've kind of just haven't been watching SmackDown unless I hear about something I want to see. NXT, though, man, I tune in. Uh, uh, but, you know, other than that, let, let's get into this, this week that happened because there is something I do want to talk about. So, how about some of these things that have happened? So, it's it's a big week. We're leading into into the Royal Rumble, right? The road to WrestleMania. I always, like, it blows my mind, I guess, sometimes when, like, something big happens the week before it could happen on the pay-per-view. And I understand maybe they got to stir the pot a little bit, just try to get some interest up, if you will. But, like, for, first and foremost, how about some of these title changes that have happened? Uh, the the whole tag team championships with Seth Rollins, uh uh, and Buddy uh, Murphy winning it, um, and not the tag team in their actual group, the AOP, and that's always weird. It's that was weird. Why not give it to AOP, man? Make him go up strong. Like Seth doesn't need it. Seth has had, he's, I don't know how many tag team championship reigns right now with like everybody. Uh, Buddy Murphy, well deserved, but still, I would rather see him like the U uh, United States champion or whatever other championship they have on that show. And I think the reason for this is fucking Brock Lesnar. This is what happens when you don't have a main championship on your show. The, this is once again that that this is why Brock Lesnar does not need the WWE championship. They don't know what to do with their main eventers, so they give him the tag titles. Meanwhile, you have tag teams that need them, you know what I mean, to boost them up, and it's like... Uh, Buddy Murphy, yes. Well, I see where you're going. Well-deserved. Right. Seth Rollins doesn't need it, but like... This is what happens when you don't leave that main championship on the show, and I feel like I thought they fixed this, and it's not fixed. I, I know I disagree with you because I love the fact that Murphy finally has a title, and it's with with the Seth Rollins. I don't mind that the AOP weren't in that match because to me, they're not the greatest working team. You know, I mean, there's some big motherfuckers, you know, but when it comes to like an, an actually a really really Good wrestling match. I think you got the better two out of that, you know, that four-man team there. Mm. That's for sure. And I think they would have had a better match with the Viking Raiders. Besides, I like the AOP as the heaters, man. I like them as just like straight-up security. And you got to protect them because, to me, they're still green. They're, they're just, yeah. you know what I mean? I but the whole Brock Lesnar thing that you're talking about, mm. I, I couldn't disagree with you more. I love the fact that he's got that belt. And I love the fact that, People like you who enjoy saying that, oh, we need to get this belt off him. That storyline is compelling because they have built nobody. And now we have a plethora of possibilities that, that could happen in this Royal Rumble. 
So that's really intriguing to me, and it's probably the best ongoing storyline that Raw has, and probably some of the funniest moments the past few weeks. I, I feel like we just dipped into this whole Brock had it for how many months, then finally Seth won it, and then it went back and forth again because they went to Saudi Arabia and yada, 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 and all this other stuff, but... <sighs> I digress. Uh, but, you know, uh, regardless, other stuff happened this week, and another title change happened uh, with Keith Lee defeating Roderick Strong to become the new North American champion. And I'm not mad at this one. I think this is well-deserved because he's kind of... Uh, the crowd's behind him. I think it's. Yeah, I think yeah. this is the perfect time to put this championship on him, especially leading into Mania season, because I think, you know, I, I think they're almost going for, like, an Adam Cole versus Keith Lee kind of uh, WrestleMania weekend match. I don't know. Maybe it could be something else, but I think they're building him up a little bit now, and I don't know. I think this is the right time for Keith Lee. Well, I mean, he's been having great matches ever since that whole Survivor Series weekend. Well, ever since the Saudi Arabia incident, he's really stepped up in NXT. They're really giving him a good push. The fans are behind him, and he's doing good work. What, what more could you want? I don't really see too many people who have anything bad, really, to say about Keith Lee. You know, there, there are a few of those marks out there that just have to hate on everything. We don't need a, a, a big guy his size taking a Spanish fly from Cameron Grimes. I wanted to slap the shit out of this kid on Twitter for saying this because that was just the coolest thing to ever fucking see. God forbid you give somebody, a, you, you, get, you, you try to help get somebody else over while you're on a win streak. But I digress, Credo. <laughs> I you, digress. What's also funny is the Messiah of Backbreakers, and then we're giving Seth Rollins this little Messiah moniker, and I'm like, how many Messiahs do we need? Stop with the, someone's on a Messiah kick right now. Stop it already. Uh, I gotta, you gotta, you gotta shout out Roddy for that match too, because he's usually one of these guys who just likes to throw people around, and like, he, I don't think he's used to working. Guys, Keith Lee's size, but he really, really did a good job of working with him. At least to me, I've always seen Roddy in matches with people his size. So this was a nice change, and it just showed how versatile he is in the ring. Sure, yeah. Um, I'm, try I'm, I'm reading this article while you're talking, and I'm trying to, like... I didn't see it live. I only saw a little bit of uh, NXT this weekend, but I didn't see this part. And this goes with one of those things where... I mean, it's not last minute before big weekend. It's just one of those. There's a few little, like, cosmetic things NXT is doing, and I'm trying to, like, wonder why. Uh, well, first of all, they have the NXT Women's Championship. Now it's just going to be called the NXT Championship. Uh, you know, uh, on the show, I think I'm, I'm just reading what it was happening, that Mauro described Rhea as the NXT Champion during her yeah. entrance and all that I stuff. I noticed that. I did notice that, yeah. And... I'm like, all right. Um, and then, like, even Kaylee Ray was referred to as the NXT UK champion. And, all right. But, I mean, what's wrong with just saying you're the women's champion? I mean, I know they don't say you're the men's champion unless... Well, that's really my argument. Why? Why? why don't who they... cares? It, it, it doesn't bother me. It's just, it's just erasing that line. That's cool with me. I'm cool with it. All it right. doesn't really bother me. Well, what's so funny, how about this, is that... With all these little cosmetic changes, taking the women's out of it, okay. But now, I thought this was funny because the whole new NXT UK Championship is pretty much the same exact belt, just slapping UK, uh, NXT on it to where, did that really need a ceremony kind of a thing? Like they had to present the new belt and... Same fucking belt, essentially. <laughs> I know, I just didn't think, that could have been just a, a thing they just said on air. Like why even, I thought it was like a whole new design. I, I know, I it's just love that It's the same belt. fucking belt. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was like, all right. That's that's probably my favorite one in the whole fucking company. Yeah, uh, it's really nice. Yo, yo, I'm gonna throw something out there. That you're on NXT real quick. Yep. Because yep. I usually watch it live, so I watch the Hulu version. So they had six matches this week, right? You had the um, Grizzled Young Veterans versus Undisputed Era for a semifinals match for the Dusty Cup, right? Io Shirai versus Tony Storm. Ah, right, you know, that was a spank fest for me. Uh, Finn Balor versus, uh, I don't even know, Joaquin Wilde. Shanna Baszler versus Shotzi Blackheart. You had the Broserweights versus Imperium, and you had Roddy versus Keith Lee. So that's six matches in two hours. Hmm. Okay. Raw had seven in three hours. But on the Hulu version, it's only an hour. So it's not the full two-hour show. Hmm. They cut two matches. What two matches on that list do you think they cut? Hmm. Probably, tell me it was the most you, notable names or no? <laughs> yeah, that was the thing that was weird to me. They cut the Finn Balor match, which is basically probably just squash anyway. Uh. And they cut the Shayna Baszler, who is basically your fucking, whatchamacallit? Your, your former women's, excuse me, your former NXT champion. Yeah. I thought that was just weird because those are two really, really big names. But I get it. You know, time time allotment. You had the two semifinal matches. You had the Io Shirai and Tony Storm, which, man, Io Shirai is, is my fucking spirit animal from NXT. Can I just say that? Why is that? I love her. Not, not, be, not because, you know, she's hot, but she is – everything she does in the ring is just so crisp and clean. And her facial reactions and the way she, her ring psychology, everything is just so on point. And we got Kyrie Sane up on the main roster with the Kabuki Warriors. Mm-hmm. That spot should have went to the fucking genius in the sky. No offense, but I'm glad she's in NXT because she's probably one of my favorites on that show. For sure. Now, Cooter, uh, I want you to remind me, because we're going to talk about the worlds colliding later. I want you to remind me uh, why... I, I, I'm, I'm why I'm gonna watch it and why I don't watch like the NXT UK show. Uh, I want you to bring that up later on. So remind me that when we get to it. But what a fucking brutal match Rey Mysterio and Andrade had. And oh my god, did anybody else think fucking Rey Mysterio killed himself after that? <laughs> I was like, did you guys practice what you wanted to do from this spot? Because I'm watching it, and I'm like. Uh oh, they don't know how to fucking get out of this. <laughs> I was like, did they not think that Ray was shorter or like there was a big height difference or something? Um, it was just scary watching it. And like when he flipped around quick, I thought he landed on his head and he popped right up. I'm like, Ray, take a breather. You just fucking landed on your head. Holy uh. crap! That was and like once again, this goes back to my whole. You have a big weekend this week. Why are you blowing up? Why are you blowing these spots or like these kind of brutal matches like? The week before, and okay, maybe you're trying to strike some interest or something, but man, they really went all out before a big pay-per-view. And I think Ray's winding down. I think this is his farewell run. I think he's done at Mania. Yeah. I really feel that way, and I think he wanted to really help get Andrade over. I, I think they misjudged how high that fucking that yeah. hanging spot was going to be. Mm. You know, because you're you're literally talking a matter of inches where – you know, that thing where you would have thought it would have been, you know, so they probably and it's not like that's even something that you can practice in the ring. So 
it's one of those things where you have this great idea, but executing it on the fly like that has got to be next to impossible. And you know what? Fucking, I'm I'm over the spot fests when it comes to these these kind of matches. You know, easier. I I don't need to jump out of my seat and say holy shit because that was just so fucking cool. You know, I don't mind that once in a while, but when I'm jumping out of my seat saying, holy shit, I hope he's not fucking dead. <laughs> on a Raw. <laughs> oh, my God. Save that for Mania, baby. Don't fucking do it on Monday Night Raw. Fucking... Yeah. But, I mean, these guys have just had match after match over the last year, and they've just had such great chemistry. This should have been, like, the biggest or the best blow-off match that they could have had, and I just feel bad because I, I feel like... They didn't accomplish what they wanted to accomplish with that match. And just thank God, nobody really got seriously hurt. Or at least it seems that nobody got hurt. Where were you, Dominic? You blew your spot. You're supposed to be underneath the fucking thing to catch your dad. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Now, (laughs) you know, last week we lost the legend, Rocky Johnson. And I heard some rumblings about what happened at the funeral. And I just have to read this, Cooter, because, like... This is from somebody that was there. Uh, we weren't there, so we don't know what happened. And I'm just kind of like picturing this happening. So I kind of want you at home to kind of picture this as I read it. So there's two things that happened at the funeral. So the first thing that happened, uh, Vince McMahon got up at one point and said, end quote, Rocky did one good thing in his life. He married Ada and had some kids. Graham said that Vince did his wa- his working strut off the platform and then he sat down. <laughs> I don't know if there's more behind it, but just reading it that that Vince stood up and said he did one good thing. Oh he my God! Her and he had Credo, some kids. Credo, Credo, stop it! First of all, <laughs> listen, I'm calling bullshit on this entire story right now. Do you know why? Why is that? Because the most bitter, angry, <laughs> fucking steroid-infused piece of trash, most ungrateful piece of shit ever. Is the one alleging this? It's superstar Billy Graham is saying this. Well, yeah, it said uh, so. Graham said that his mother-in-law, who was there due to her friendship with Rocky's wife, said that these incidents occurred. So it's coming from his family. Uh, uh, so- yeah, yeah, allegedly coming from his family. <laughs> Listen, no, you this, can't. This- this would be good for the interwebs, right? We got to get Mike to do something for the interwebs. We got to come oh. up with like what could happen. Okay, so w- let me get to part two. Uh, so they said that Pat Patterson said some nice things about Rocky from their time in San Francisco, but then things took a turn for the worse. Uh, he said out of nowhere, Patterson goes into this rant and called Rocky Johnson laying dead in his casket right below him a motherfucker and started this vulgar rant about how worthless Rocky was and a bunch of guys had to drag Patterson off the church platform and sit him down. I wish if somebody has videotape of this. I know it's kind of weird videotaping something at a funeral, but my gosh, I would love to see this. But yes, I know it's coming from this source or the someone related to the source or something you, like that. Can but you really see <laughs> this motherfucker at a funeral? I, I, listen, I I mean, we 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 met Pat, sort of. You know, we were hanging around him for a little while there at Mania. You know, it looked like he he threw back a few. He was he was enjoying himself, but there's so much shit that he could have done. What? No, so I'm I'm, I'm reading on. I want to add to this real quick. 
the Johnson family said that they're not upset about it, that they weren't offended by anything that Pat Patterson or Vince McMahon did at Rocky Johnson's funeral. Uh, somebody said that he told me that nobody in the family was offended by Vince's behavior, so let's just make that clear. The family was not offended at all by Vince's speech. It sounds like, yes, he strutted on and off, but Vince is a character anyway, and he made a little joke, so the family wasn't offended. And then Harry Smith, the son of the British Bulldog, also added that both men appeared to have been drunk, so... Oh, God, okay. <laughs> Listen, I was someone to say, we've seen Pat... We've seen Pat drunk at WrestleMania. <laughs> okay, let's be honest here. There, and there was a lot of situations where you could see somebody like him, if if he was that smashed, get himself in some trouble. Yeah, I've never seen somebody more laid back and reserved. You know, half half in the bag, especially at his age. There's no way at a man's funeral he's calling him a motherfucker. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's like me calling somebody a motherfucker at a funeral. Drunk. <laughs> Do you actually? Well, all right, that's a bad example. <laughs> all right. <laughs> See, no, I just, I just anything could happen. <laughs> I'm not Pat Patterson, and Pat Patterson is not angry fucking cooter. <laughs> there you go. It's a big difference. Oh man, I just read that and I thought it was hysterical because I was just trying to picture Vince as doing this at somebody's funeral, and then mm-hmm. fucking Pat Bitter. Patterson. Yeah, fuck, fuck superstar Billy Graham. Let's <laughs> let's, let's be honest. Yeah, I I I still have that DVD. From WWE, when when uh, he had his liver transplant, and he was basically kissing Vince's ass, you, you know. Mm. And years later, now he's just bitter towards Vince all over again. It's like, dude, stop it! <laughs> Fucking has been washed up. No good motherfucker. Get the fuck out of here. Move <laughs> on. Bro. Well, with that said, Cooter, uh, we are joined. Fuck Billy Graham. <laughs> Not by Billy Graham. We are going to be joined, though, by Northeast Wrestling superstar oh, yeah. Tasha Steeles with JB. Kid. All right, everybody, welcome to another wrestling podcast. Uh, as usual, today we are bringing on some of the best talent in the entire world of professional wrestling. Today is absolutely no different. It, it's not always easy finding these people because they're always super busy, but today this person has taken a lot of time out to talk to us, and we couldn't be happier about it. So uh, without further ado, I present you the culture queen, the bro, the uh, uh, see, I, I can't even say uh, it. The <laughs> badass and uh, my favorite, the brightest star in the sky, Tasha Steeles has joined us today. Tasha, other than me uh, totally butchering that, how are you doing today? Don't worry, I'll help you out. It's the Boricua badass. There it is. There it <laughs> is. Happy New Year, by the way. Happy New Year to you. Awesome. So, uh, speaking of New Year's, I got to get it out there right now. I'm a big fan of um, New Year's resolutions. Try to stick mm-hmm. with them as much as I can. What is number one um, for your New Year's resolutions for 2020? Well, I think I already tweeted that out and I said, New Year, new decade, one goal, win always. So that's about it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, you are well on your way to doing that already. I, you know, I can't believe it. Um, we are based out of the Northeast, and uh, it seems like <laughs> you are on everyone's list these days. And uh, just you are. You're doing just that. You're winning and uh, kind of taking over. But I did see uh, it was probably on your Twitter, which is at Real T Steals. If you aren't mm-hmm. following, I suggest you you do that. But I did see 
Somebody put like a list of the 20 people that you should be um, paying attention to in independent wrestling right now. When you see something like that, how does that feel? You know, seeing myself on there is, I mean, it's it's amazing. You know, I've, I've come a long way, actually, and um, done a lot. And to finally get a, a good recognition is fine. And, and also not just me, but, you know, you have the, the top talent, the, the culture king. Christian Casanova is on there. Also, Casey Navarro is on there as well. So, you know, this little bro right there. So all three of us is winning right now. Well, you you mentioned uh, some of those names may be familiar to our listeners specifically because we are all big fans of Northeast Wrestling. Um, Northeast Wrestling is a place that you've kind of spent a lot of time in recently, as well as uh, Christian Casanova and, uh, and many others. But uh, you have some Northeast Wrestling... Uh, matches coming up. So, what are you looking? At? What What do you think about Northeast Wrestling as a whole, the company, and uh, what are you looking forward to with your upcoming matches? Uh, I think uh, Northeast Wrestling is, is is an amazing company. You know, um, it's really shining a light out there on some up and coming people, and of course, you get to see all your favorite stars that you you normally see in the Indies. Um, I did make my debut against uh, Karen Q, who is now in NXT, and I beat her. <laughs> so um, that was a, a, a good debut for me. And just being able to dominate here and on in Northeast and, and doing it with the culture by my side, you know, it, we're unstoppable. And that's, that's how we're going to be in Northeast Wrestling. Well, I would be uh, remiss to not talk about the fact that um, within the past couple years, women's wrestling, it's obviously on the map. It continues to just keep getting better and better. Uh, there's main events. There's entire pay-per-views dedicated to women's wrestling. Uh, the sky is definitely the limit for professional wrestling and women's involvement in professional wrestling. Um, but with so many women you know, wrestling today, more than probably ever, um, for people who are listening to this that may not completely be familiar with you or for people who are familiar for you, with you, what do you think sets you apart the most from, from other professional wrestlers that are women? Um, I think it's the fact that my swag and my flavor that I bring, you know, I always bring that Latina heat whenever I go. It's different from all these other girls, but not to downplay any of these other girls out here because they're very talented they're very athletic they're very strong but you know uh Tasha Stills she's she's got like a little bit more swagger than the others and I hate to say I do but I do (laughs) that's that is awesome and completely honest and exactly what we're looking for so um we uh we kind of see you through social media you know if if we're not watching you on uh on tv or or the internet, but um, so with social media being such a big part of the business these days, um, whenever you see people that maybe, uh, I, I guess just call them like haters, how, do, how does that make you feel? Does that make you, because you're, you're in much of the, you know, the spotlight and sometimes mm-hmm. with professional wrestling, it can obviously, it can hurt people. I mean, uh, we just saw that the the young bucks potentially are taking a break from Twitter, and it's been you know rumored that that's one of the reasons they stopped. So, how much mm-hmm. uh, how much of that do you buy into whenever there's like negativity out there? Oh, I don't I don't pay attention to the negativity. I mean, if you ever see me on social media, you know I have my alter ego Petty Steel. So 
sometimes when I do embrace it, they don't know what to do and I clap back. But I don't let negativity bother me, man. It's just people loving to watch you. So <laughs> right then and there, like, it's it's just, I just dust it off my shoulder and I keep moving. But if I clap back at you, you know, then you, 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 you've got a little bit of my attention. But it's not going to bother me. It's just going to make me want to more get at you. But haters, they don't bother me at all. Awesome. Awesome. So um, most recently, a lot of people saw you on NWA Power. Uh, mm-hmm. You had a win over Marty Bell, and mm-hmm. some even had the audacity, I'll say, to say that that was an upset. Um, what did you think about NWA? It's, uh, I think it's a really cool like throwback. There's a really good feeling. With so much wrestling out there today, um, what made you kind of uh, put your, your hat in the NWA right now? Um, I think NWA is very much uh, old school style, you know, the way that a lot of people originally enjoyed wrestling for. Um, and everyone has a different, you know, flavor in, in, in their promotion. So I, I'm glad to see NWA is taking a different route from everyone else and focusing more on the psychology of professional wrestling and, and the old school style the way it used to be you know with the rick flares and the harley races and the ricky steamboats back then so um that's kind of their direction at the same time you know have a little entertainment in between but mostly focus on the, the story of, of everything and um you know me being me being me you know I, I i like to just keep my name in everyone's heads i like to just let people say my name as many times as they can. So why not be a part of NWA? Why not do some things in Impact? Why not do some things in Ring of Honor? Why not do some things in NXT? Wherever I can go, I'm I'm going to go and make sure that I leave a lasting impression and everyone knows who I am at the end of the day. Absolutely. We definitely saw that, you know, 2019 was a huge year for you. NXT, you mentioned Impact, um, mm-hmm. NWA. You were all over the place. Um mm-hmm. Now, I'm not going to ask you, like, what was your favorite or anything like that, but what I am... No, you can ask. Well, but I'm sure that you... I'm sure that you did have, like, a a preference, but you seem to be somebody who just enjoys competing. So, um, I I guess what I wanted to know more than anything is just, did you see, um, with the the business of professional wrestling, did, did one of them stick out more as, like, the place that you felt like you most could see yourself or most belong at? Um, you know, I think I was actually the first person to do in one year all of these promotions. Um, so that's a plus on my shoulder. But um, being a part of each of these locker rooms, you know, with Ring of Honor and Impact and NXT and NWA, you just see uh, how production is from many different minds you know and and how everybody else does their way of tv and pay-per-view and you know tapings and all that stuff so um i've got to experience the live and and the tapings you know i've I've got to experience both which is you know great for me because it's you know a learning experience overall but um as far as like favorite uh you know i i really and it's, it's just basically enjoying yourself somewhere. You know, um, NWA has been great. You know, NXT has been great. 
impact I've definitely had a lot of fun at, um, especially like, you know, the women in the locker room, you know, how they're all uplifting and everything. Um, but, you know, we're, we're going to we're going to keep that uh, we're going to keep that open because you never know where I'll end up. Absolutely. Um, so I want to I want to find out a little bit more about Tasha Steeles. I want to know mm-hmm. kind of what what kind of we know the wrestling, like I said. So before you get into the ring, or maybe you're you're getting ready for a workout. Um, for those of you who don't know, um, if you listen to any of the other interviews that Tasha has done, she's uh, obviously you spend a lot of time. Uh, being active, working out, and those sort of things. So, what what is it that gets you pumped before you step out into the ring or work out or whatever? Is it you know? Do you listen to music or what? What does it for you? Oh yeah, I um I, I definitely listen to a lot of Tupac before I, I head out to to the ring. You know, listening to Tupac's music gets me pumped up, um, especially certain songs that I, I I need to listen to. So I need to like really be off to myself for about a minute, get the feels of my favorite Tupac songs and, and I'm good. I'm good to go. And I'm bringing Tasha Steele's all the way out a hundred percent. So do you have a, do you have one in like specifically that you play or is it just kind of any Tupac will do the trick? Um, I like to start off with ambitious as a writer by Tupac and then it can go into Hail Mary, you know, it, it can go into a lot of different songs. But once I play that first song first, I'm, I'm good to go. I know that I sound probably potentially like the whitest person that's ever talked to you. <laughs> However, I, uh, I myself do listen to Tupac and uh, definitely Hail Mary is incredible and all eyes on me and just, yeah, yeah. it's, it's, uh, I could definitely see where that would do the trick. So um, now You've been, you are a relative newcomer to the the world of professional wrestling. I mean, just if you look at the time you've spent from starting to now and you've accomplished so much, but do you remember your very first actual match? Not like when you're, when you were, you know, training or anything like that, but your Mm -hmm. first match for a company. Do you remember that? And do you, how do you feel about it now versus where you're at? Um, yeah, yeah, I remember my first match. I was, I remember being nervous as hell. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you know, what training, I wanted to do it for so long. Like, I think I trained for like a good six months before I had my very first match. And I was excited, but at the same time, I was nervous. Like, I would, I would be like, oh, I want my shot. I want to go. I want to do it. I want to do it. And then when it's time to do it, I was just like, no, I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> Cause I was just so nervous, but um, yeah, I, I, me being nervous as I was, I, I was nervous, and I was trying to remember the match of how it went. So this was like me not knowing like anything of calling on a fly, psychology, nothing. It's just like this is what we're doing this, and after this, and this, and you know stuff like that. It's that's like the only thing I was trying to remember going into this match, and. When I went out there and I went in, um, I pretty much didn't remember anything but the finish. And um, I mean, I, I finished it well, but like I was just so nervous that I, I just like you could just see like I was I was just moving like a robot out there. But um, yeah, it it wasn't the best of 
the greatest matches that I've had, but I've <laughs> I've definitely definitely changed a lot since then. Now you said you were nervous. Do you still get that before you go out, or oh no, no, okay, no. <laughs> I feel like you know I've done uh, like with this podcast. Literally, like I've spoken to anybody, I and and everyone, you know, from WWE talent to AEW to you know independent or whatever. But there's still that that moment where you know even preparing for this interview, I'm just like, okay, I you know you've got it. You know the kind of things I can say the 10 questions that you get asked all the time, you know, what's your favorite wrestler and who, you know, like how did you get into the business and all that, but ultimately there's still like some some nerves. So I'm it's good on you that you do not get nervous because it's it's still uh it's still threatening for me anyway to to kind of get out there and uh it's a little out of the comfort zone, but that's awesome <laughs> that you've uh you've gotten past that. And um so with wrestling Obviously, uh, it's a hugely competitive sport um, uh, that's just in the ring, but there's also politics and stuff backstage. Um, how it seems to me like you get along, like you said, with pretty much everybody in the in the locker room and that sort of thing. So, if you were to kind of give some some locker room etiquette or some tips for potential professional wrestlers, uh, want to be professional wrestlers. What do you think the the best things for them to do to kind of keep their head above water would would be for you know coming from you? Oh man, um, I think the best advice I would give was just basically the advice that's given to me. You know, always respect the ones that come before you. You know, always shake their hands. You know, even though you probably shook their hands five times prior, you know, just keep shaking their hands. You know, say hello to everyone because you never know who you're going to end up talking to. So. Um, yeah, and it's just, you know, making sure just, you know, stay friendly, stay cool with everyone, despite what your personal feelings might be, you know, take that at home and while you're in the workplace, you just remain professional at all times. Awesome. Now, when you aren't wrestling, mm-hmm. uh, which nowadays is probably not that often because you seem to have a pretty full card, but um, what can we find Tasha Steele's doing when she's not wrestling? Oh man, if I'm not wrestling, I'm probably trying to get as much sleep as possible. <laughs> I think a lot of people agree on me on this. Um, yeah, schedule is, is definitely crazy. Um, not complaining, but you know, being sleep deprived, that's, that's, you know, something I wasn't really expecting much. But um, yeah, definitely if, if I'm not wrestling, you can catch me getting as much rest as possible because that's what I need. <laughs> awesome. Now, um, there seems to be this phenomenon we hear about a lot in professional wrestling nowadays. Back in the day, you know, after people would wrestle, they would they would go out to the bars, maybe drink or do other recreational things. But um, it seems mm-hmm. to be that the locker rooms have changed a little bit over the years. We see all these professional wrestlers that are talking about their action figure collection or um, their video game systems or anything like that. Is there something that you have like that that you're do you are you a gamer? Are there any things that you like to do outside of, you know, just after the sleeping's over? Oh yeah, you know, I have um I have a PS4, you know, and I have my little collection of games, especially, you know, my Grand Theft Auto. Um go figure, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um but um I I like to, you know what? I'm such a big kid. I like the Disney Plus and chill. I know oh, people awesome. say Netflix and chill. I like I rather Disney Plus and chill. Watch a lot of Disney or watch a lot of 
Cartoon Networks or Nickelodeon, all that stuff. I'm a, I'm a big kid at heart. Have so. you done the new filter thing where you find out what Disney character you are? No, I haven't yet, okay. but I hope it would be Ariel from The Little Mermaid because she's my favorite. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> um, so I, I want to know this uh, just because it is something that's pretty cool. Um, obviously, I've heard you say in interviews that you're a big fan of Triple H. Um, mm-hmm. but if you, if you go from the beginning of professional wrestling till now, and you had a chance, uh, you know, if this person's passed on or if they're still with this, um, if mm-hmm. you could have a, like a sit down conversation with just one professional wrestler, um, who would you choose? Oh man. Oh, that's such a hard, uh, I, my heart, I, in my mind, I want to say Tristratus, okay. but my heart says Eddie Guerrero. All right. Because I'm, I'm, I'm a big Eddie Guerrero fan as well as Triple H and Tristratus, but I definitely would want to have a sit down with Eddie Guerrero, just get his, his mind state of everything. Because he's just, he's just known this for so long and he's, it, it's just everything about him that I, will, I would just want to know. All right. Um, well, obviously, we will definitely be seeing you soon. You have some upcoming matches with uh, Northeast Wrestling, but uh, where else are you going to be? Um, you know, we're obviously, it's the new year, it's January, so where are you going to be popping up? Um. Well, yeah, so on the 18th, I will be in Washington, D.C. for Primetime Wrestling. Um, you guys can catch me there. Uh, of course, uh, I'll be at Northeast Wrestling on the 25th, of January, but before then, I will be making my Limitless wrestling debut, which is very exciting for me because I get to go against Ashley Box. I think Ashley and I—we've been avoiding each other for way too long, so uh, it's about that time that we 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 go at it. Um, and that's about that's about it for for January and uh, first week of February. I'm back at Queens of Combat in North Carolina, so uh, you guys can catch me there. Awesome. Now earlier, I did mention that you've got your. Uh at real t steals for uh twitter is that pretty much the same across all the social media platforms yeah so it's at real t steals um for twitter and instagram and of course facebook is tasha steals and uh i'm pretty sure if you're listening to this podcast right now that you are wearing a t-shirt but if you are wanting to get a new t-shirt i believe you also have a pro wrestling t site is that correct yeah, so you go on ProWrestlingTeams.com uh, slash Tasha Steels if you want to get any Tasha Steels merch. Or you can also come see myself, Christian Casanova, Royce Bishop, or Trigger the OG at any event that we're at. And we have all the culture merch for you for you guys' needs. Hoodies, uh, shirts, headbands. Uh, we've got um, some greeting cards. we got everything. Everything you need, we got it. That's awesome. Well, I've got one last question for you. Um, okay. I I've been skirting around it. I've heard that you are a Patriots fan. I'm not. I am a Patriots fan. Go ahead. I'm not Go gonna. Ahead. I'm not gonna blast you because listen, I'm a Rams fan, and I'll hear it from everybody else. But I do want to know what your thoughts are on the XFL. It sounds like it's coming soon. I I'm pretty sure that everybody knows or remembers the first time that it came around, but. Um, are you a fan of this, and uh, do you think you'll find yourself at any of these these events? Um, yeah, you know what? I, it's it's all about seeing the XFL debut, so I'm just ready to see that. 
and um you know just going to events of course i'm gonna pop up some at some events there you know um there's a very special person in my life that is now starting in the xfl so um definitely definitely will see me there soon all right well i don't want to like i said uh there we've just scratched the surface uh with you today uh, I'm super pumped to get to talk to you, and I know that the sky's the limit for Tasha Steeles. And mm-hmm. um, super excited again to see you upcoming Northeast Wrestling. Give them a, a follow. Give Tasha a follow. And uh, again, thank you so much for taking time out of your day. And uh, congrats on all the success. And we look forward to what 2020 has for you. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, just uh, keep your social medias and televisions on at all times. All right, guys, once again, thanks to Tasha Steeles. Uh, guys, make sure you head on over to northeastwrestling.com. Tickets are on sale. If you're listening to this, it's Friday. We're going to be at that show uh, over the top, so uh, we'll see you there. But, Cooterman, it is the road to WrestleMania. It starts this weekend with the Royal Rumble. I know we also have Worlds Collide we'll talk about in a little bit, but... That's Man. it's so weird, isn't it? It is. It's uh, it's the road to WrestleMania, and this card does not scream any road. It screams like I broke down off of I-95, and I'm fucking looking for a spare tire right now. It's- yeah, you know, we're so used to, like, WrestleMania season. We're so used to being like, it, it just doesn't feel like Mania, you know? But we've always enjoyed, like, the buildup starting at the Rumble. And it always feel like it's Royal Rumble time. And now I feel like it's not Royal Rumble time. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it just doesn't feel like Christmas to me right now. I know. And I'm like, I mean, the biggest thing about Rumbles is like the surprises or who's going to show up. Uh, and I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. You know, no NXT superstar is named to be in this Rumble. So even if they are a quote-unquote third brand, they, they, they're they not in the Rumble. And if they are in the Rumble, it's going to be a surprise. But do they really need to be a surprise? They're, they're kind of like a main roster right now. So I'm kind of surprised they didn't really mix it up a little bit with all, all the all Well, the how, many, how many uh, spots have been announced? You don't I, know. I think like 22-something, I think. I forget off the top right, of my head. Well, that's, that's eight spots. Yeah, that's so. probably open. So I could see... I could see them throwing some guys in there, and and I think that the guys that they might want to use are guys that you wouldn't expect. I, I I envision them using guys like Walter, using guys like Keith Lee for those big matchup moments against Brock, those face to face things mm-hmm. where it's really gonna make Brock's story interesting. So there you go. Yeah, I'll say. I mean, if I fucking see what's his name, Tyson. Uh, masturbating Fury. What is his? Is that his name? Tyson Fury. Whatever. If I don't want to oh. see Tyson Fury, fuck that guy. Get don't 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 ruin the Rumble with fucking Tyson Fury. I'm okay if it's Kane Velasquez. No Tyson Fury. Because he's a signed talent. You know yeah. he's got a deal. You know. Uh, fucking Tyson Fury. Anyway, I don't. All right, let me just let's talk about some of these Rumble <laughs> matches. I mean, because like I said, all right. First off, Shorty G is still a thing versus Sheamus, the returning Sheamus. Shorty G, can we? Can we... Cooter, move on, Credo. Move uh, on. Right. Yeah, it's not even worth the time. All right. All right. So, how about the United States Championship match where this would have been a great spot for Andrade versus Ray, but we're getting Humberto Carrillo. I can't even fucking say his name. He needs a. Just call him HC. Humberto Carrillo. Carrillo. Humberto Carrillo. I'm, I'm actually looking for. Can't even forward. say the name. You're you looking know, if, for. If, 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 I, I, would, I wouldn't mind watching that match 
if I was a WWE subscriber. I, I think they built that story up pretty good, and that's all I'm going to say about it. You know, it's it was it's it was before, and now it's after the Ray feud. So they they did this pretty nicely. I'll give them that. It's an it's, it it was a nice build. Let's just see if the match fucking delivers and move on. Well, Cooter, they they changed Mustafa Ali's name like once or twice. Fucking changed this name. I quote Cooter. Fuck all that. I can't, until I can pronounce Humberto, <laughs> I don't want to know anything about his matches until I can actually say his name without trying to stop myself. Anyway, all what right. What Mustafa Ali have to do with this? Well, like, it went to Ali, it was Mustafa Ali, then it was just Ali, then it went back to Mustafa, I don't know. Anyway, just change Humberto Carrillo. It doesn't roll off the tongue very very easily. Anyway, all right. Uh, how about, uh, all right, so there's a, there's a Falls Count Anywhere match with Roman Reigns versus King Corbin. Yep. Uh, I'm... <sighs> I don't want Reigns to win the Rumble. I don't want him in the Rumble, but he's in it, and he's yeah, also having a false count anywhere match. Are you still on that? I, I hate Roman Reigns. Fucking, are, this is—is is this a forever thing for you? I just—he, how many times he's main evented or been in the WrestleMania at least five times in the last like, whatever, how many years? Like, I don't. Okay, fair enough. He doesn't need a championship match anymore. He just needs to help build the roster. So, uh, yeah. Cooter. So you're 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 a fan of. Of of your top guy really not holding the title. I'm a fan of a top guy not holding a title. I think. Oh, no, that's Reigns... cool. No, because if you don't need it, why have it, right? Exactly. Okay. So, Moving uh, on. Yes. Uh, all right. Well, they got a, a SmackDown Women's Championship match, or should we just say a SmackDown Championship match? If we're gonna be more PC like NXT, but uh, we got Bailey versus Lacey Evans, which I don't mind. I would like to actually see. Lacey get the strap because I don't know. I think Bailey needs to do some more heel stuff. She just got a she got that new mom soccer mom haircut kind of thing going, and I don't she, know. She, she got a bowl cut like AJ Styles. <laughs> she needs you to know, do something. She, else. I don't know. She, she got she got rid of all her Bailey buddies, and let me tell you something. She looks so miserable. Honestly, I watched SmackDown was the last thing I watched, uh, and she looked so miserable. Just being in the ring and, and, and doing this character. She she doesn't look comfortable. She you could tell she really doesn't want to do it. Yeah. It was... it, it, it's just super awkward. And not not that I think she could be the biggest heel on that fucking roster. It's just that she envisions herself a certain way and fucking this goes against everything. She, she wanted to be the female John Cena and never turn heel. And fuck you, bitch. You're not John Cena. Yeah, her character, though, did get stale. Like, it was like, all right, well, this is, you know, it was good in NXT. And it was one of those things when it came up to the main roster. It was okay. But it was like, eh, I don't think we need this anymore kind of a thing. And going heel is great. Um, I, I just don't think she's where she wants to be. I think she's still trying to find herself. So maybe a little bit of a loss to Lacey Evans, and maybe she could find herself. I don't know, but we'll see. Uh, Let me too- ask you this. Let me ask you this real quick. Real quick Bailey question, because we started seeing her turn heel a little bit, you know, um, before she chopped her hair off like AJ Styles and killed the Bailey, the Bailey buddies. You know, she, she, she had some heelish tactics, especially being around fucking, uh, you know, the other crybaby. Oh, God, Sasha Banks. Um be- do you think they should have just left her as that? Like, let her keep her original look? Just act a little bit more heelish? Instead of the whole look change, do you think maybe that was just too much for you, her to embrace it? 
I'll tell you what, I've seen pictures of her with her hair down, and she looked great. Like, the whole side ponytail thing just looks too fucking kid whatever. It was just like, right. eh. When she had her hair down regular, it was fine. I was like, all right, like, I dig this. This is, you know, she looks decent. She looks like a regular <laughs> woman's wrestler. She's just, <laughs> great. He's like, all right, all right. She looked it's decent. Like, <laughs> he's like rubbing his hands together with the hand cream, getting ready. No, 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 no. But uh, she looked she looked better than that. It, you know, a little fun fact too. Bailey was the one who actually debuted in NXT a long time ago with a mask on. So she was wrestling with a mask for a little bit, and then they lost the mask, and then she found that whole Bailey character. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, the haircut, whatever. It, it's definitely better than that side ponytail. But uh, either way, I'm looking for uh, a Lacey Evans win out of this. Uh, then we have the Raw championship the women's championship match with becky lynch versus oscar oscar being the the white elephant i guess or becky lynch can't has never beaten is that true that she's never beaten oscar um well you figure she she lost the belt in that triple threat ladder match right yep and and then the next month defended uh, oscar defended the title against fucking becky and tapped her out so, and, mean, and, and that was the thing that they never acknowledged because Becky literally came out later that night um, and fucking won the Rumble. And it was just like, okay. And they never acknowledged it. And now they are. This has probably been the best built storyline for um, yeah, even for Becky out, out of like all the had, shows, even NXT, bro. Yeah, she's had nothing really because, like, she, you know, going back to a year now, like that storyline that propelled her into WrestleMania with Ronda Rousey and all that stuff. And now we're almost, you know, one year later, and it's like I don't, I don't think the women have that same kind of steam that they did last year. I mean, Ronda could be a surprise entry. We'll talk about, but for for Becky, I don't see her main eventing Raw again. I mean, WrestleMania again. But I think with Oscar winning, it kind of gives Becky something to chase. But I don't, I don't know if I want to see Becky win it at WrestleMania again. I don't know if that's what they're going with or what. Let me throw out a scenario here. Mm-hmm. I want to know what you think of this because we, we fucking bitch about this all the time. There are just certain people who don't need titles and there are just certain matches that don't need titles. Hmm. So if, if fucking Becky can't beat Oscar, Oscar wins and now she's Oscar two belts, two belts, right? Yep. Cause she's got the tag belts and then she'd be the raw women's champion. What if after that match, that's when Ronda comes out So not, and, and basically just says to her, hey, not only can you not beat Asuka, but you, you didn't beat me and then, and then air the footage. And then just have Becky Lynch completely second-guessing herself. And then you can have that, that one-on-one matchup between Becky and Ronda. And you don't even need the title. All right. Either way uh... – I, I really hope that it's a new year. We decided to lose the red freaking lights already. Uh, the Fiend Bray Wyatt versus Daniel Bryan in a, a strap match. So this should be unique. But, uh, man, please lose the red lights. Oh, I just... It doesn't need it. Can't we just... I mean, he wrestled without the light before. I don't know. I just Somebody who fucking loves that light, and it's just like, come on. We can't have every match like this, can we? Is it really going to be like this? But I love the way they opened up SmackDown with it, though. I mean, it was cool the way it, they I don't did. mind them coming out to it, but I'm like, I just want to see them wrestle in regular lighting. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I think once it. once the entrance is over, yeah, because I remember. Do you remember they used to do the same thing for Kane when he first? Yes. Came? Yep, and then like and... he did the whole fire and the lights came back on. Do that. 
still well, no, but I mean, for a couple of those matches, they did it with a red light during the match. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, and, and yep. it just didn't very tr- maybe it just didn't translate well with that fucking definition of television back in the day. But mm. I mean, it, it kind of looks cool for a little while, but to see a whole match like that, even in the crowd too, I feel like that can't be really great. I don't know. I haven't seen it live yet, so maybe if you guys seen it out there live, let us know. But I haven't seen. Well, that's a lo- the thing. Have you said you can go on YouTube or, or like <laughs> Facebook? No, I'm serious. And you could just go and and look at these people who who were at the events. And they're like, and they, they try to they tr- they try to like film spots from the fucking matches, and they just look terrible. I know. So I'm wondering, I'm like, because you're the one who brought up how bad it is, yeah. you know, because those cameras aren't fucking meant for that. But yeah. I wonder if it's just that bad to the sight of it from from the crowd itself, not just by the naked eye. Using the red light plus the red fucking hell in the cell, and everything's fucking red. Jesus. All right. Anyway, uh, I uh, Daniel Bryan, man, I heard you know it was his idea. Uh, to pitch that that hair loss match, but he didn't want he didn't want to really lose his hair, but he ended up losing his hair. So, uh, did you like the way that they used Kane in this spot on SmackDown? Yeah, I think I mean it's one of those things. I mean, Kane is one of those guys that uh, the Fiend beat up a little while ago. So, I mean, uh, I think it's just more and more to to use him as a part of this kind of a thing. So, uh, they're 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 using their veterans nicely lately. Like like Big Show, you know, I don't mind him being in a main event and then like just being gone. You know, he he's, he might be taking up a spot, but he's not the whole, like, focal point. Yeah. And he even came with this one. It was just a nice little, you know, little trickery, you yeah. know, like, little diversion. It was just well done. No, like, yeah. I don't mind I, I don't mind them being on television as long as they're not the only thing in, in, in the segment. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's another thing is uh, we've had Brock Lesnar on the past few weeks on Raw – but he doesn't have a match at uh, the Royal Rumble. But I know, you know, he's in the Rumble. But I'm saying just, like, to defend the championship to where, you know, honestly, too bad. I wish they would, have def- you know, bring it old school and actually have the championship being defended. They did it a few years ago, wasn't it? It was, like, for the ma- or for the title. Was that Triple H I wanted or something? Or Triple H won it, but it was um, Roman Reigns defending it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, Okay. This is the favorite part. We got the women's rumble and the men's rumble. Let's talk about the women's first, real quick. Uh, I think the biggest thing I want to know from you: who's going to be a surprise out of this? NXT, Ronda Rousey, any anybody else? Such uh, legends. Who comes to mind as a surprise for you that you would love to see? Uh, not that I would love to see. Um, I got a feeling you're going to get a returning Nia Jax. Um, it looks like she's probably ready. Ugh. I do think it's going to be a, a – this is, I think, the debut of Shayna Baszler. This is where Shayna debuts in the Rumble leading up. Uh, I think she's going to do something in the Rumble and win it. And I think this is where she'll go to Mania for, I think, probably the SmackDown Women's Championship. I don't see her going up against Becky or anything like that right now. But no, my Becky's, prediction – Becky's tied up, man. Because if, if she doesn't beat Asuka – Yeah, there's no point of having Baszler or Sh- yeah, Shayna. If she, don't beat, if, she, if she don't beat Asuka and, and, or if she's not going to be – or if she does beat Oscar, I could see them doing that. Mm. But at the same time, you know, if 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 they let Becky roll over Oscar, I'm going to be mad because I think Oscar deserves better than that, and I think she should be chased as yeah, a champion for sure. Yeah. It should be a double champion too, tag team champion and women's champion. Right. Yeah, and I don't think they've done that. Have they done that yet, or no? They haven't done that. It was a Becky two belts. Like they never. Yeah, but she had the SmackDown on the Raw. 
uh, championships. Yeah, so she hasn't really, no one's really held both of them for the women, so. But yeah, I, I don't know, I'm going out on a limb, Cooter, I'm going to predict, I'm going to say Shayna Baszler wins the women's rumble, and they're going to slowly build her towards WrestleMania for somebody, because I know that they love her, and she's done with NXT pretty much, so I think we might see uh, see that happen. That's the only thing I could really think that would make it shine, especially because I don't think Ronda is, Ronda would be a great surprise, but I think she's still trying to make some babies, from what I understand, and I don't think she's ready to return. I could be wrong, but um, that's like I said, that's just my little prediction. Shayna Baszler. That's fair. No, I like that one. That's that's pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty pretty, good. Pretty, pretty, pretty. pretty. Yeah, he, he didn't do that in the episode. Did he? <laughs> no. So I don't know. Who do you, is there any woman that stands out that you'd love to see win this and uh, go on to Mania? Or is are we gonna have? One of those things where it's like Becky loses and then Becky enters the Rumble and then wins it. Like, but that already happened last year, right? So I, I got a feeling that they'll have Charlotte do it. Yeah, they, Charlotte's been fucking putting everybody over. So I feel like she's been sitting in the, the the back for a little bit. You know what I mean? To where and she's such a big name for them and they love her. Well, it's and, the one thing that she hasn't done is win the women's Rumble. Oh, that's true. I don't. So yeah. I think I think if they're trying to really pad her her stats and. And, and this and that. I mean, fuck, even her father won a Royal Rumble. You have to have Charlotte win a Royal Rumble. I, oh. I got a feeling that Charlotte Flair winning the Royal Rumble. I got I got a feeling it's going to be Charlotte Flair winning. And depending on who the champion is, if it's Charlotte, and uh, I mean, if it's Asuka, I could see them doing a Charlotte versus Asuka too. Mm. Um, because if you, if you think about it, the first time around that they did it, it, it was opposite. Charlotte was the champion and Asuka was challenging her. Even though you know, like Oscar was undefeated, so this is a would be a different dynamic. It would be Oscar having the belt and and fucking uh, Charlotte chasing her, which would be uh, pretty interesting. Yeah. And I could see, I could see uh, maybe Oscar getting a little nod there. That would be that'd be a nice because hey, you know, it's not uncommon to see uh, you know a three-peat or a trifecta when it comes to WrestleMania matches. Yeah, man. And, you know, definitely with Charlotte, too, to where, like you say, to, to pad her career up a little bit. And I'll tell you what, I, I'd love to see her enter as one and win it because I think, like, that's kind of a thing, you know, she could do. You want her to, yeah, you want her to do what everyone's assuming Brock is going to do. Yeah. So I think, you know, I think that would be good for her to go all the way through. and Because, and, I mean, I don't think they've, I, I'm trying to remember, and I'm not Googling it right now, so I'm going off my head. It's a long time for implants than I could pop, right? <laughs> Moving along. <laughs> <laughs> that is true, though. The, the man's the man's right. Uh, all right. Well, the Royal Rumble. I mean, one of my favorite pay-per-views of the year is just for this match alone. I don't have to watch any other match. I'll just tune it in for the Rumble because that's what the best part. Like, who's next? Who's coming out? Is it a surprise? And uh, I really wish they wouldn't announce who's in the Rumble. Like, I'm declaring my spot. I remember I loved a long time ago or years ago. I don't know when this was, but remember that you had, like, the little lottery Qualifiers. ball? They, well, not even that. Like, they would have the lottery ball. They would pick out the number. They wouldn't say what number they were, but I, I don't know. I just feel like I don't need to see that all these 20 guys declare that they're in the Rumble. Like, like, just let it be a surprise. You know what I mean? I like, hate declaring you're in the Rumble. Yeah. I feel like that's something that you should earn. Brock like, doing remember... it is fine, but, like, nobody else. Everybody yeah, should be a Brock surprise. Brock is the fucking champ. Yeah. Brock should be able to be like, you know what? There's nobody who's going to fucking beat me, so I'm just going to go in there and beat everybody. I like I like the way they book that. But, I mean, when we, when we go back to when JBL came back um, and he was working house shows. Remember when we went to a Poughkeepsie house show? And then a White Plains house show like two nights in a row because mm-hmm. it was funny. I, I think I think your wife bought you one set of tickets 
And my girlfriend at the time bought us another set of tickets. Remember Salty? (laughs) Salty bought us the uh, White Plains tickets, and I think your wife bought us the uh, Poughkeepsie tickets. Mm. So we we basically followed WWE around that weekend, and we just saw the return of JBL as a surprise. But I remember on those cards, they were doing Royal Rumble qualifying matches at the house shows. Yeah. And I'm like, that's kind of cool, you know. And they would even make mention of it on Raw, like, so-and-so qualified for the Rumble at a house show in Poughkeepsie, New York. And I was like, oh, shit. Cool story, bro. <laughs> yeah. You never know what could happen at a house show. Tatanka just qualified for the Royal Rumble. <laughs> there you go. Well, all right, Cooter, how about this? Well, let's try to predict it. This is it. Let's, how could we uh, – give me your prediction on who's going to win and then give me some predictions of, I don't know, any surprises you might – see happening uh or if you don't want to go first i can i can start it for you but uh i don't know what do you think well i threw i threw a scenario out there last week or maybe it was two weeks ago where i said hey why not have the undertaker come down because you know it's gonna take him 20 minutes to get to the ring by the time he gets into the ring and brock's gonna be like kind of nervous you know selling <laughs> like oh shit it's the undertaker and then boom let the lights go out again you know and have have sting come out and then Brock can just lay back and say, okay, this, uh, oh, you guys be, obviously, you know what right. I mean? Like that, that would be a great moment. But I mean, there's a lot of guys that you could throw in there to like make it interesting for Brock. Because I mean, I think this is the main story of the rumble is, is Brock Lesnar. So I've, I've always said that I, I would love to see Walter in an altercation with Brock, with Brock. Uh, and they, I, I, and they I, owe him from Survivor Series. Oh, fucking God. Fucking being eliminated I, first. We were, Are you kidding oh, me? Oh, God. And, 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 and very quickly, too. I mean, by a Drew McIntyre. Now, I get it. Drew McIntyre is a vet. And that was Walter's first time on a big four pay-per-view. So he did a job. But I think he did deserve a little bit better than that. Because you build him up on, on a third brand as this fucking unbeatable monster. Be, let's be honest. He's probably the longest reigning champion in the company right now. Yep. So that would be one I, I think would be good. You know, you're going to have a nice face-off between him and Braun. I'm sure they're going to do Kane Velasquez. Um, but if they, if dude, <laughs> if, if can we all agree I, on Ty, are you Tyson? Fury? Listen, I love. <laughs> let, let me reiterate, I love Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury is is one of the funnest heavyweight boxers to watch in boxing. Boxing. And on top of that, he is also one of the best attractions. And and he's like a Conor McGregor when he's talking up fights. He is a grandmaster shit talker. Okay? He is amazing. And he's a ball buster. And he's fucking hilarious. But he can't do that style of what he likes to do on WWE television. So I don't see the like the buildups that he had with Braun were fucking terrible because he couldn't be Tyson Fury. He had to be like a G-rated version Tyson Fury. Yeah. <laughs> we are not going to get the Tyson Fury that I fucking love and respect. <laughs> not happening. So keep him off the fucking TV. Uh. You know what? It doesn't matter anyway because I'm not a subscriber. So <laughs> when that shit happens, I'm gonna be like, see, told You're you so. You're gonna get a text from me, and I'm gonna be like. Fuck! If you get a text from me that just says "fuck," you know what happened. So, I, you know, and you know what my response is going to be? <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you only paid ten dollars this month for that pay per view, <laughs> <Exactly>. sucker. 
Oh, man. But I'll tell you what, you know, how they're booking it, it's where, once again, I'm surprised where they throw Ricochet on Raw in front of Brock Lesnar to having me think Ricochet is going to beat Brock Lesnar or eliminate him or be the last one to where Ricochet wins the Rumble. So my prediction just from seeing that setup is Ricochet is winning the Rumble. But With, if, what about what about R-Truth? No, fuck our truth Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> and he's not even uh, he's not even the 24-7 champion anymore, so uh, you got Mojo doing that right now. So. Oh, my God! Mojo Rawley, please, no. <laughs> but, no, I mean, for this, I do, like you said before, I think, you know, I think it's wishful mark thinking, but, man, listen to the marks for once, because, you know, you're saving a great deal of, like, months build up for these guys only to fail but if you bring them in the rumble like a stinger or a taker just for that five fucking seconds a face off a few little fucking rabid punches and then brock eliminates both of them that's all you need like just that one that's that's just like a moment you need for the rumble like this that's that's what i love the rumbles for just like little moments of that so if that happens man i'm taking you out we're going, you know, I'm taking out to dinner, baby. This is, uh, I, I couldn't imagine anybody predicting that. But that's like, that's a time when you need to listen to these podcasts and, oh, and book God. it like the marks do. But uh, the you big know, here's, I, just ha- I just had one. Yeah. Here's a, here's a funny one. And, and let me know what you think about this. Because they've been making mention of him having a, a, a singles run, uh, you know, in the future and blah, blah, blah. And they were really talking it up during his match this week against John Morrison. Mm. And that was Big E. Talking about how he's he's destined to have a great singles run real soon and this and that. Like they they were just like on the Big E, like, let me fucking give this guy uh as much props as I can run. It was fucking really interesting. And I'm like, all right, not only but you you had him job to a returning John Morrison. Um, technically he is one of the tag team champions on SmackDown, but, um, I don't know. How do you feel about a Big E? I mean, uh, we had Kofi last year from the New Day. Why not Big E? Isn't that a little bit more believable? Well, I think he needs to have a big spot. I think like a face-to-face with Brock, a face-to-face with somebody that's like, you know, not in a tag team. Uh, I, I, I would see giving him a big spot, but... I, I don't want it to happen for the women's too. Like I don't want a repeat of last year's mania. I don't Credo, want Credo. It was a joke. It was a joke. <laughs> He's making me talk. The power of positivity versus the fiend, Bray Wyatt. You can you imagine fucking Biggie doing the gyration? Oh my goodness. The, oh come no, I'm, but but they did make mention of that on SmackDown. But <laughs> come on, winning the Rumble against the going up against the fiend. I mean, come on, like Credo. That was a joke. Oh man, I Stop know. That uh, shit. I was really trying to think of it, but uh, oh my know, god, Ronnie! I'll tell you what. Right, really quick though, what I don't want to see is I don't want to fucking see Roman win it again. Stop it! I don't care if he lasts till the, t- the last final four again, but stop with Roman right now. He, he doesn't need to win it, and it, it's just like I don't want to see him win the Rumble, and I don't want to see him win the WWE Championship at WrestleMania. Just put him in another program with somebody, and I'll be happy with it. He's in that category of I don't need a fucking championship right now. Uh, but Brock winning it and going all the way to the end, eh, it's not really an exciting rumble because then who does he face? 
He's the champion, unless we're going to get a Brock versus Fiend match, unless champion versus champion to, to what, unify it, to keep the belts off of TV again? I don't know. That but would be interesting, won't you think? I, would, I don't mind it, but I don't want to see, like, it, it, I don't know, it, unless it's for both belts or something, but I don't think they're really going to do that with the, the character yet, because they don't even know what to do with Wyatt yet alone to where I feel like, I don't know. Is, um, he, that, is he that powerful of an entity where he's on the level of the Undertaker, where he just seems like this unbeatable foe, is that something for Brock Lesnar to conquer yet again? Hmm. Conquer the Fiend. Solve the puzzle that nobody has seemingly been able to solve yet. I don't know. I don't know. I think at the the conclusion of this, I think I just want to see... Well, because this isn't for the championship, so, I mean, it's just if he loses, he loses, but... What if Nia Jax won the men's rumble? God. Well, she does have a big Adam's apple, so I would. I don't. I think. I mean, just to get revenge on Randy Orton for that really nasty RKO last year. (laughs) Oh man, I just the less we talk about Nia Jax, I think the better it is for anybody. Um, (laughs) I wish we still had that audio. I I wish we did. For all those who have no idea what we are talking about, we'll bring it up again. The lost footage of our WrestleMania on the way. On the road that was not recording. And that was some of the funniest fucking material of our podcasting careers. Uh, It's about 25 minutes of Nia Jax jokes. Goddamn. Oh, well, 20 minutes Nia, but yeah, it was like a solid 40 minutes of fucking (laughs) gone. Uh, Anyway, but no, I mean. I just. I I think if Brock is the last eliminated, that'd be great. I just don't, don't. I don't. See, for him winning, I don't see anything, but I don't know. I think winning it is going to be like Ricochet. Um, cause I, do you, I, do you like, see us getting a surprise? Uh, surprises? That's the thing. It's like, if it's an NXT... We didn't really get any last year. Oh, I'll tell you what. We got I, NXT I, entrance, but we didn't get like the, uh, that a AJ random style secret return. Yeah, and like, I can't think of anybody that's even out there that would make a big enough surprise or entrance that's secret, you know, that's like left the company. So uh, I do want to see... A Matt Riddle versus uh, Brock Lesnar confrontation just because of all the shit he's talked about online. Just, just I don't know. I think that'd be... Oh, how funny would this be? <laughs> Fuck all that. <laughs> Fuck that. Cooter's got what, something. <laughs> what, what if... Like, and, and, and this is me... And this is basically the same scenario with The Undertaker coming out there, right? What if Matt Riddle comes out there and then... Uh, Kind of gets into the ring. He kind of feels out Brock Lesnar. They they start scrapping. And next thing you know, the next person who comes out is fucking Bill Goldberg. Oh, man. <laughs> How awesome would that be? Be- oh. Because they've been chanting Riddle's name. That's right, yeah. NXT Arena like he's fucking Goldberg. Riddle. And he's been doing the jackhammer. And it's just been fucking hilarious, dude. <laughs> I, and, yo, and I don't know if you've been watching, but him... And fucking Pete Dunn as a team yep. is pretty funny to watch. Yeah, man. Uh, so, I mean, like, little things like that I think would be great. And that's what I really wish at the end of the day they would build the Rumble up to be. Just like little Mark fantasies, wishful thinking. You know, like you said, that whole Sting vs. Taker thing, man, I wish you were in the boardroom right now just pitching that because it's fucking brilliant because these guys don't have to train for anything. They come in. They appear, whether it's like the lights go off and they appear in the ring, so they don't, you know what I mean? Like, And they don't need to have a match. They, exactly. they just have that altercation. I know. Where, like, are we going to get a, 
Like, let's be honest. Do we think a Sting and Undertaker match is going to be really good at this stage in the careers? No, but just to have the moment. Yes, the five seconds in the ring, you know what I mean? So And, and then have, like, Brock dump them both out and just say, well, I was going to let you guys do some <laughs> shit, and then just dump them. Like, how much heat would Brock get? I know how it. I know it. How mad would the entire world be? It would be the greatest thing ever. It would be like me right before – um. Oh, uh, what's his face? Oh, God, remember, the Walking Dead. Remember The Walking Dead? Yeah. And you remember when the, the, the you know, the guy who got his head bashed in by Negan? Yeah, the Chinese what the guy. What was his name? Yeah, Glenn. Glenn, yeah. I knew that was going to happen. And I was just sitting by my TV waiting for <laughs> it to happen for, for like two years. Because I'm like, ooh, I know what's going to happen. Because when that show would come on, everybody would call me and be like, oh. You know, what's going to happen? Go, man, watch the fucking show or read the comic book yourself. But I was just sitting there waiting like, oh, man, how much heat is this motherfucker going to get? <laughs> it, it's like, oh, you almost took that moment away because they threw a fucking, uh, whatchamacallit, like a little sneaky one where they, they, they killed the ginger off instead. Yeah. At first. And I'm like, oh, you can't do that to me. <laughs> like, they, get, they, they got heat with me. But this would be the same thing. Like, the, the iconic moment. It's going to happen. No, it's not. Brock dumps them both over. Yeah. The crowd would be so pissed. Yeah, and, you know, I, as far as any, like, I'm trying to think of The only other, I think right here, the only other surprise, I'll put it on the record, I think is going to be, like, John Cena. I think John Cena will come out, have a spot, and get eliminated, maybe setting up something for a possible WrestleMania match for him. I, I don't think the punk thing is happening. Nah, yeah, I know. As much as I wanted to, as much as they should fucking shell out that money just to have that, because that would put fucking marks on edge on everything. Uh, it's wishful thinking. If Funny it happens, you said edge. You think we see edge? Oh, that's another one. Yeah, man. Everybody's been talking about that. So, I think between Cena, Edge, or the, I think they're your greatest possibilities as a surprise. Um, and 2020 other... is Brock Lesnar versus CM Punk a main event for WrestleMania? If they were smart, they would fucking do it. Pay them a million dollars each, whatever. Because, like, see, they were so lucky so for CM so Punk saying, to just stay with them. You're and saying yes. I'm saying yes. Okay. Because, I mean, I know it's not going to happen. I don't want to talk myself up to, like, it's going to happen, then it doesn't happen, then I'm, I'm pissed off because I was... I was more happy about what my imagination was going to bring than what actually what it brought. But, I mean, they have to realize how lucky they are because love them or hate them, CM Punk brings in a certain crowd that fucking loves him. And, you know, he has a following. And whether you like it or not, he went to to try out for the show or to be on the show. He, yes, he was hired by Fox or whatever. But... This guy could have went to AEW. This guy could have went to wherever, any other wrestling promotion. But I know he's not wrestling. I know he's just commentating. But he could have went anywhere. It he was just... his way of saying, hey, my foot's in the door. We can talk now. Exactly. So... And, and I think that's interesting. But here's here's the thing that that I find very interesting. You figure that was WrestleMania, was that 29? It was his when last was, WrestleMania. Was was in New York against Taker, right? Yep. And that was the year he was he held the title all that time until he dropped it to The Rock. Okay. Yeah, the Rumble. So the well, not the, at the Rumble, but like the Rumble was his last appearance. So I mean, but he, maybe yeah. It was the, yeah, whatever the fuck it was. But the the point I want to make is he felt like an asshole where he should have been main eventing WrestleMania, 
but he had to give it up to that part-timer, that that guy from the past coming in. Well, now he's on that status. So, you know, CM Punk, is he he rock status? No. I mean, in terms of superstardom, of course not. But in terms of wrestling stardom, absolutely. Yeah. He's been away. You know, the fans would fucking go nuts. I, I think he's on that status where he's been away long enough. He said, well, if you're going to let The Rock do that to me, eventually one day you're going to let me do that to somebody else if I go. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, that right there, man, because it's like they they didn't get Kenny Omega. They didn't get the Bucks. They, they can't sign all these big names because now you have that competition of – What? I mean, the biggest name ever, like, last year, everybody's like, oh, is Kenny Omega going to sign with WWE? He didn't. Then they started AEW, right? So it was like there was no name out there to really get and then, to you know, like, for WWE to, to, to keep again. So to have mm-hmm. Punk's name is, I think, still a big name, whether you, like I said, love him or hate him. Uh, you know, just to use him, use him, man. Use him for Mania because that, having that name in Mania is going to drive up intrigue because you're going to have people like I know a lot of guys out there who returned to wrestling during like Punk's pipe bomb like they started watching again just because of that pipe bomb he did on Raw that one time and then they just they fell out of it like the one of the, I don't know it's just just what he says what he does people are intrigued when he came, when he finally came back and and the, the whole Kevin Nash storyline I was just like oh no <laughs> it was it was like he he held out Last minute, they gave him the title when he signed, and they let him take a little break, only to fucking screw him after the fact. It was like ever since he had re-signed. I I shouldn't even say that, because they put the belt back on him, and he had what was probably the longest fucking title run in modern history up until that point. Yep. So, I don't know. I I just, I mean, uh, love him or hate him, you have a grudge with him, you don't, whatever. I feel like... He has a big name for wrestling because, I mean, look at the ratings on the backstage show. He was on it. Boom. Like, I don't know what the number was, but it was like a lot of people. He's not on it. Nobody's watching. You know what I mean? Just for that fact there that nobody's watching that fucking show because they don't give a shit about it unless he's on it. That's got to say something for just anything to where, you know what I mean? Come on. I think just be smart about it. And like I said, I'm talking myself up to it again, Cooter. Like, I know I'm... uh, it's a possibility. Don't, don't get your hopes up. You're don't get Tyson your hopes Fury. up. Exactly. So don't... You're Tyson Fury. All right. You're not getting any CM Punk. So let's talk about world. Let's talk about worlds collide now because you know I don't I don't want you to fucking you're edging yourself a little bit too much right now. You know you better stop otherwise your your nut bag is gonna just explode. Well, that's what I was gonna say before. Remember I told you to remind me about this whole card and to where. I don't really have much I want to say about every match like we just did for the Royal Rumble, but what I do want to say is that, A, I don't watch the NXT UK shows. Not because I don't want to, it's just I don't fucking have time. So, yeah. I'm not saying I, I don't want to watch it because I hate it or whatever. I don't hate it. But, I will say, these NXT UK shows are just NXT shows because it's NXT versus NXT UK in a way. So, uh, with that said... I don't have to really follow any storyline. I don't care who's who. I don't need to know like why they're having this match out of all wrestling. Because you know, when you watch big matches or WrestleMania, you kind of want to see what that story is leading into it. And I did this for the last, I think, NXT UK show to where, once again, I don't watch it, but I just watched the pay-per-view. 
and I fucking love the pay-per-view. Like, I don't yeah. need a story. This this is the show that you watch just to fucking watch good wrestling. You don't need to know, like, who's kissing who or who backstabbed or whatever. Just watch it for the wrestling. And that's all I really want to say about this pay-per-view. Yeah, because the, the stories in the ring are, are what's are enough. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I will say this briefly. The NXT show on Wednesday nights, they have been kind of sort of building this card up a little bit. So for the whole Undisputed Era invading their fucking pay-per-view on Saturday was genius. Um, I, 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 it bothers me that they're doing it on this card as opposed to I think this four-on-four would be awesome in a War Games match. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, then you have the NXT Women's Champion. You got Ripley versus Tony Storm. Uh, those two have great chemistry. They've had two great matches. Um this guy, this Dragonoff guy, he's the one who had that fucking fantastic match with Cesaro. Yes, yeah, the on last the UK NXT. card. Yep. So he's got Finn Balor. That's it. That's that could be another potential show stealer. And and let me tell you something because I watched 205 live this week for the first time in God knows how long. And let me tell you something. You got a Tyler Breeze on there now. You got fucking um. God, they had this guy. What the hell was his name up against uh, Swerve there? Um, Raul Mendoza versus Swerve Scott. But uh, that was on 205 Live this week. But that that whole fucking uh, division is just stacked right now. Oh, yeah. You got a Leo Rush, and, you, and, you, and you're adding in some of these guys from from the four-way, like a Travis Banks who's been on NXT UK and now uh, he, he did a couple of uh, of the NXT shows this month. Um, th- so th- that division is fun to watch again. Here's something that I don't understand, Credo. Before, maybe we'll throw this in right now just because you have 205 Live as part of fucking NXT, right? Yeah, the Cruiserweights. Why is it on after SmackDown? Why don't they just tape that before or after fucking NXT. No, uh, yeah, I, I think I think 205 is uh, has its foot out the door, if you will. I think whatever they have signs or well, it's just strictly network show, right? So yeah, yeah, okay. So maybe I'll, I'm not correct. I'm, but, I'm not but, right. But, but, but they always talk about it being the NXT Cruiserweight Champion. Yeah, I I, I think that the 205 Live experiment is probably going to end in 2020 to where. We don't need. Uh, I don't know. It, it's tricky because it's like I don't think they need their own show. I think putting them on NXT uh, as not a division. Enough, not enough. It's not enough room. Yeah. There's not enough room on NXT. If, if they give them their own hour before or after and make it part of that brand, but like a separate show. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. And, and if they, they did it, in, yeah. yeah. If they did it in front of the full cell audience, in front of a crowd that I think, because we've been saying that for years, they're doing this. After fucking SmackDown that nobody gives a shit about. Everybody's tired and, of going home. <laughs> yeah, everyone's going home. And the only real reason that they're staying is because they're probably promoting a fucking dark match afterwards. Yep. You know what I mean? But, I mean, if they did that in full sale in front of an audience like that who's going to give a shit. And, and, and Because when these guys are on NXT and they're having fucking cruiserweight title matches, the crowd's going ballistic. You watch them after SmackDown everyone's yawning. It's crazy. Yeah. And that guy, Raul Mendoza, was doing some shit that I have never fucking seen before. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking incredible. Him and Swerve Scott put on a clinic, and I'm like, 
holy shit, this is a good show again. <laughs> yeah, and you know, it's I'll like a sleeper, bro. It's a sleeper. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like the, the the whole cruiserweight show was good in the beginning, and then it kind of like was like, all right, well, we kind of used everybody in a way, and. I don't know. It was too like Raw and SmackDown ish, and I don't know. I think if you take it back a step, put it on the NXT level at a, as a full sale yeah. show, I think that'll be the right setting for it. Just the crowd atmosphere with them is a lot better than just showing that, and I think that's where you lose people because nobody wants to watch 205 Live because that third man is the, the the crowd, if you will, and like you need a good crowd, and it's like you can't just do this, you know, when the crowd's half dead or whatever. These guys are the excitement, so. That's uh, fair enough. I know. But either way, man, like I said, like, walking into this card, regardless of what's happening, I, I, I think... Oh, I my God. Look at that last match. DIY versus Mustache Mountain. And you know what that you know what that storyline was? It was no. just a challenge. It yep. was just a, hey, you know what? Oh, you guys are back together for a night? How about you face us? That was it. That's and all that's you need. enough. I know, right? You know... You, you know <laughs> Those four guys are just gonna fucking kill it. That's and it. even that pre-match show, you got you got Mia Ying versus Kaylee Ray. Oh, that's gonna be a good match. Yep. I'm really excited for this. I, I I might I might almost subscribe just to see this fucking card. Look at this. Look at this guy. Almost there. Yo yo yo. For real though, slide in my DMs and send me that stream. I ain't paying ten dollars. <laughs> well, that's what it is, guys. Uh. uh Happy New Year, Cooter. This is the official New Year. Well, no good. No good. <laughs> it's why it's only January 20th. That's your limitations, bro. It's January 20-something, bro. That's your limitations. Can't do that. No, two, three days, maybe. No, no good. Well, this is where my ball drops. Well, that doesn't sound good. Well, this yeah, is where... Yeah, your balls have never dropped. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is the New Year, I guess I could say better for me, so... Rumble weekend, uh, this is where it all begins for me, especially that road to WrestleMania cooter time to get excited again. Maybe, maybe just in time for WrestleMania, we'll get you to subscribe to the WWE Network. I'm too busy worrying about my belly button preferences, bro. <laughs> nobody, <laughs> nobody out there has any idea. Any, uh, you have no clue what just happened this past week. If you guys would get on our Patreon account, which I'm going to launch... <laughs> Next week, maybe, just maybe, that reference right there might be really funny to you. And <laughs> I, I'm, I feel bad right now. I feel sad right now that nobody understands, uh. understands even that little reference. And guys, Patreon, check it out. It's coming soon. <laughs> <laughs>